Okay, welcome to another episode of the Appreneurs Podcast. Um, I am the host here. It's Paul Kemp. Uh, this is a hangout. It's brought to you by me and Chris. I'm the App Guy Podcast, which you can find on uh, iTunes, the App Guy Podcast, or theappguy.co. And uh, Chris is behind uh, Indie iOS Focus Weekly. And we also both run uh, a Slack group, which is iOS Stack Hyphen Friends, which uh, we're all on. And if you're listening to this as the podcast, then come and join us. Say hello. You can sign up to a waiting list at uh, theappguy.co and look for the Slack group or the, the, the mention of a Slack community. Uh, okay, so uh, introductions. Um, uh, let's get back to Skype. Uh, okay, this is a little different format to Google Hangout. So uh, I'm on far right. I'll go first. Uh, hello, um, and I'll just set the timer. Hello, I'm Paul Kemp. I'm um, the host of the App Guy podcast, and uh, I do this full time, uh, making a living uh, off of my podcasting and off of uh, various consulting I do. And um, my big challenge actually uh, this week is um, I've got a new sponsor for the show and I'm going to be chatting with, in fact, two new sponsors. One of them is um, in the field of recruiting developers. And I just wanted to uh, make sure that I had some feedback uh, from the group uh, sometime uh, what um, uh, what it would be like uh, having a recruitment type uh, company on um the the, as a sponsor topital it's called um there you go that's me uh next is um uh rouse i think we'll go for you because i think simon is um struggling to connect yeah um so hi i'm rouse i'm the co-founder of stumble on stuff um which is an app for uh local buying and selling of stuff um my current challenge at uh, this week is uh, connecting with um, sellers uh, to invite them over to our platform so that when the app launches, it's not an empty room. Um, yeah, that's my challenge. Great. That was only 20 seconds, Ralph, so that was very quick. Um, Jeffrey, uh, can you hear us? Your, your, would you want to do your quick intro? Uh, hi, can you hear me? Yes. Yes, okay. Um, hi, my name is Jeffrey. I'm the PR and community manager of Sheduit. Sheduit is a matchmaking app, professional matchmaking app that is used in events. Um, <clears throat> one of the big challenges that I have at the moment, that we have at the moment, is we are looking for new ways to engage our users. And um, yeah, I'm open to ideas how we can uh, um, keep our use, keep our users using the app even after an event. Thanks. Great, Chris. Yeah. Uh, okay. I am Chris Bishore. Um, I have a regular day job in the insurance industry, actually. Um, so I have a regular nine to five. Uh, on the side, I do Indie iOS Dev Weekly, um, which is a curated weekly newsletter. Of the, um, I try to avoid the major articles that most of the other newsletters will hit or that you've probably already seen throughout the week and focus kind of on digging up some gems of stuff that I run across that uh, might be helpful to uh, a mobile or iOS developer. 
Um, I also um, am co-founder of iOS Stack Friends with Paul, and we're also working on iOSStack.com, which is going to be a resource site, or it is, it's just not live, that uh, leverages all of the uh, content that I've created with the uh, weekly newsletter to try to keep it more in the, uh, a way to kind of put it in more of a resource site so it doesn't just kind of die on the vine. Um, my challenge this week is I am speaking at our uh, local iOS meetup. Um, it's a talk about finding success as a mobile developer. So I've been putting that uh, talk together this week. And um, I speak in the insurance industry, um, but I haven't in a couple of years. So a little bit of nerves this week, of course. Uh, I haven't spoke to a, uh, a iOS. Uh, uh, I haven't had an iOS talk yet. So um, I'm real confident in you know my content, and I know I'll be okay, but just just nervous. So that's me, <laughs> Darren. Yeah, uh, so I'm Darren David Taylor. I, I create um, iOS apps for people, and I also do training for teams just who are moving over to iOS apps. Um, one of the latest things I'm doing is uh, creating some webinars. Uh, this is actually the second time I've done this, and um, coincidentally. As we we had today, the first time I did it, I had real problems connecting people with uh, Google Hangouts. So one of the things I'm looking at now is using GoToWebinar. But there are a few other services out there, so I was just wondering if anyone's used any of those services and how cost-effective they are and how easy they are. The ease of use is of major importance to me. So that's it. Great. We can make a note and give you some feedback on that in the second half. Um Okay, uh, so um, we've all talked about our biggest challenges. Um, now, uh, I don't believe that anyone was uh, signed up to do an educational piece. Um, so unless uh, any of you want to raise your hand and tell us something you've learned this week that you think will be valuable. Um, if not, then I can chat about something. Oh, okay. Oh, Simon, actually, you're on. Simon, we missed you out. Uh, would you mind doing a quick one-minute intro on yourself? I need to turn your volume up a little bit, maybe. So, sorry, we put some pressure on you of changing the uh, changing to Skype from Google Hangout. Uh, yeah, um, uh, you know what, Simon? We'll let you play around with your mic. Um, in the meantime, if you do come back, we can you can jump in. Um, so uh, I'll do a very quick uh, thing uh, that I've learnt. Um, uh, this week, and it's on uh, the back of uh, Darren. Uh, you um, got me interested again in running uh, the giveaway software. This is uh, as suggested by uh, Rouse, in fact. And so uh, what I did is I went uh, through the process of setting up a giveaway uh, for my friend who's launched uh, a video app um, called Videorama, and he's giving away some um, promo codes. Now, um, uh, I can actually I can walk you through the way I've done this, which is um, I've gone to DigitalOcean, uh, which is uh, a platform to set up a server. I've put in um, a very quick uh, WordPress site. Uh, I've linked it to the AppGuyGiveaway.co, a new domain, and then um, I'm using a license from King Sumo, uh, King Sumo, which does this uh, software. 
Uh, and it was uh, it took me about 15 minutes to set up this giveaway. It was very quick, but it obviously took hours and hours to have this whole thing set up in the first place. But now using the WordPress plugin, the King Sumo, it took uh, just a few minutes to set up. And uh, it, um, it made me realize like, how easy it is, but also how important the giveaway is. And giving away apps, I don't think is that appealing. Uh, at the moment, I've had less than 10 signups. <laughs> so uh, really uh, quite a poor take up. And, um, and no one who has signed up has uh, tweeted about it. Now, this is um, in, on, in contrast to uh, the interview that I did with uh, Josh Earl, who had 160,000 people. Uh, sign up to a $70 giveaway for his license. So I've learned that, uh, given that this has been a bit of a failure, I guess, I've learned that the prize is the most important thing um, to incentivize people to uh, like conduct some viral behavior. Uh, and uh, I'd be interested in anyone's thoughts on, on this type of um, you know, request and, and asking for emails. I think I um, think it's like you're saying. Oh, sorry, do, do you want to go first? No, go ahead. I think it's like you're saying on the on the chat on the um, on the group. Um, I think it's that that parity between the giveaway and the actual so the thing that you're offering and who you're targeting. You, you know where you where you're actually promoting this. And I I think in terms of what you're giving away, it's got to be some sort of physical thing because mm. I just don't think people value on digital products if you say it's free they just i don't know it just doesn't feel like a gift yeah now this there's is, no actual yeah. there's no actual cost to it is there when it's digital the, the app has a cost to it but it's yeah uh, but minor. It doesn't it yeah i mean the actual reproduction cost it's it's zero isn't it mm. but uh, it's the upfront development cost um that you're basically charging for whereas a, a book or something like that uh, which i think i believe that guy you were talking about was giving away I think that's got a physical, you know, physical. Yeah. He was it. giving away a license to. Um, oh, some sorry. Yeah. I apologize. I thought he was giving away a book. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. A $70 <coughs> license. All right. To um, uh, Sublime, Sublime Text. Yeah. Yeah, and I'd be interested to see. Uh, I know I've given, had two giveaways to try to build some uh, audience for my newsletter. One was a, a book, and it did okay. And I remember, Paul, afterwards, I talked to you about it, and you'd <laughs> said that books didn't. <laughs> always do the best for you. And I think those can work under certain circumstances. And it is a physical product, like, like you're saying. Um, and I also gave away a copy of Sketch, which, you know, that's not cheap. And I didn't, you know, approach Sketch and try to get a discount. I just basically bought a license for somebody. And I know the person that ended up winning gave it to some developer or some designer friend that they had. And it did get me some, but it wasn't worth, you know, the cost of the... 70 or 80 or 90 dollars that I spent on sketch but that doesn't mean that it couldn't work and that it wouldn't be something I mean I was just promoting it on Twitter and um you know places like that so uh and it that was like six or seven months ago and I've I've learned a decent amount since then so I don't know I agree with what you said though about really matching it up to what the audience wants and I think when you hit on that you get uh, Paul's results with the giveaway of sublime um Paul I just wanted to um, also point out with the giveaway, um, I was trying to find a link to the guide to running the giveaways. Um, um, I'm still yet to find it, but some things I remember from uh, running giveaways is they were recommending a minimum of four weeks running your giveaway. 
And um, they also included um, uh, an Excel spreadsheet with uh, links to like various sites where you can post your giveaway. Well, this obviously depends with the audience that you're targeting. Um, so uh, you also have to do a lot of work after you've set it up to promote um, the giveaway. Mm. Yeah. I saw the, the, the video one that you were doing. It was five days, yeah? Yeah. It, yeah. Uh, the yeah. most important thing for me is I didn't like spend any time on this. Uh, it's not a big deal. It's just a favor for a friend. Um, as I say, I wasted 15 minutes, but we did capture a few. And, um, uh, you know, this is in contrast with uh, the iOS stack, uh, which we have a... Oh, no. Hello? Um, okay then so just to summarize then uh, yeah there's a lot to learn um, about the giveaways and uh, I, I was just saying that actually for iOS stack it seems to be working uh, very well in fact um, you know we're, we're getting uh, um, 30 to 40 signups um, a week uh, which is actually I think quite pretty good um, for people joining the wait list um, so, so uh, let's move on then and uh, I believe that Rouse, um, were you on for? Yes. Yeah. Okay. The deep dive, deep dive into stumble on stuff. It's going to be really exciting. So let's um, um, let's let's hand it over to you then, Rouse, um, the the founder, CEO, president of Stumble on Stuff. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. <laughs> um, so um, a bit of background about me. Um, I finished my bachelor's degree in commerce uh, about two years ago. And um, I wasn't really into the whole accounting thing, so I wanted something a bit hands-on. So uh, I started a business on the side, uh, buying and selling white goods um, on eBay and Gumtree. And um, I've been doing that over the past two years. And something that kept coming up over and over and over again uh, was people asking me if I could deliver uh, the white goods to them or if, uh, if, if I lived close enough for them to, to come in and see it at any time. So um, I kept asking myself, why doesn't eBay or Gumtree make it easy for the user to, uh, to get that thing delivered uh, quickly within like 48 hours? Um, I think eBay tried to do it with uh, eBay Now. That was about two years ago. Uh, it didn't really work out, and it was mainly for new stuff. Um, so I thought to myself, I'll jump in and try to make a marketplace where people can uh, buy and sell things locally and get them delivered within 48 hours and um, have on-demand uh, delivery within the app so that uh, the app can just do the heavy lifting and uh, great, create a great uh, user experience. So I tried to do a bit of uh, uh, Objective-C online. I did that with Treehouse. And I thought to myself, it's much better to, for me to focus on, uh, on, on distribution of the app and uh, on product uh, development, uh, design and stuff. So... 
So that's what I've been doing. I employed uh, an app agency to do the coding. And so right now we're in technical beta. And um, as I said before, we are in the process of uh, vetting sellers to bring them in into the marketplace so that when it starts, it not it's not empty. Um, so basically what the app does uh, in itself is when you bring it up, it shows up the stuff around you like uh, it'll show you uh, the stuff around you according to the distance that it is from you so the nearest it is it'll show up that first and then uh, the furthest items will show up later and will show you the price and stuff and then you can search for uh, for whatever you're looking for uh, within the app so we want to create a quick uh, and easy uh, to use app that is not uh, flooded with all these results on one page, um, and what I'm really excited about is the is the delivery part because when you buy something, we can offer you delivery um, within 48 hours, and you can have your uh, stuff delivered to you within an hour if you prefer, uh, because we have integrated um, other other services into the app. Um, for now, we have uh, eBay. We have uh, sorry, not eBay, Uber. So you can have Uber, you can have an Uber ride, you can take an Uber ride to pick up your item or you can have it delivered by someone else. Or if you want, we can handle everything on our side. Um, you can just opt for delivery when you go through the checkout and then we'll take care of all the heavy lifting. So we've been focused on that for the past, uh, I'd say roughly a year developing the app and uh, making sure everything is working. And uh, we're really excited to uh, to be bringing it to the market and see how we will go with this on-demand market because this is where everything is going nowadays. Uh, gone are the days when people had to buy things and then wait for the postman to deliver your stuff. Um, we just want our stuff delivered now. And um, we want to give users that power You've paid for the stuff, you might as well get it now. And um, half of the time you'll notice that if you buy something, uh, it's really close to you, but it takes three, four days to have it delivered to your house. Now, what we are aiming to do with Tumble and stuff is for it to get to you as soon as possible. So that's what we're doing at Stumble and stuff. Rouse, I, I'd love to jump in. It sounds absolutely fascinating. A year in the making. And I, um, so you're using Gumtree and eBay as your primary platforms for purchasing things. And you then, is this worldwide as well? Yes, it's worldwide. Wow. So um, to start with, we're going to launch in uh, the UK. So we're targeting high-density areas uh, with UK and... Uh, and San Francisco, and then, of course, Melbourne, um, where anyone can join from other countries, but we want to first uh, target these high-density areas so that we can um, we can create a great experience there and then we'll expand on to other markets. Okay, can I ask a question? What is that ex actual experience in terms of the user do, and the integration with eBay? So if, Pardon? If I, so, for example, if I, buy, if I bought something off eBay that was um, 20, 20 miles away from my house, yeah. <clears throat> just, just going through that process with eBay. Like, so with I, eBay, yeah. 
Yeah. <clears throat> so with eBay, you'd wait for the seller to uh, to arrange postage. So they either go to the post office, or if they're nice enough, you can ask them to to deliver it to your house, or you can go and pick it up. Um, and that usually takes about three or four days for that item to show up. And have you ever had it bought something and then um, the postman delivers you that note on a Friday uh, afternoon and you're at work? Yeah. You have to wait until Monday and you're working on Monday too. So we're trying to avoid that situation where you have to wait a long time to have your packages delivered. Um, we will do, be delivering... Uh, Seven days a week, but in terms of in terms of the app, so so do, do they make the purchase inside your actual app, or do they make the purchase in eBay? So for the, us, thank you. That's a very good question. So we've actually, I actually thought about uh, maybe setting it up as an on-demand delivery business on itself, but I thought that uh, at the same time it can create a better user experience. Um, in terms of buying and selling stuff, uh, because I've used eBay and, Gumtree, and the Gumtree app for the past two years, and I have my, uh, some improvements of my own that I can suggest that uh, make the experience better. Um, so people will actually be using our app to buy and sell stuff. So you, you, you list something within the app, you sell something within the app, and we'll handle the payments and the delivery. So I suppose keeping it quite regional to start with will really help you there in terms of getting quite a high, high density of uh, things for sale in certain areas just while you get things moving. Pardon? I was just thinking um, <clears throat> what you're doing by targeting highly populated areas, that will really help you to get um, yes. enough sellers you know, so that you've got more than a few things in the list yes. for that area. Yeah. So, so rules. You're competing with um, Amazon, then, in a way. Someone could go on your app, purchase something, and have that delivered within a one-hour window at a specific time. When you say we're delivering, who's we? So, what we do is we'll we'll um, we'll be employing the services of uh, third third third-party services, like um, um, like in in Australia we have Airtasker. Have you heard of Airtasker? Or people are more familiar with TaskRabbit in the States. So we have that version in oh, Australia. Okay, yeah. So mm-hmm. okay. when someone says they've got something they bought, we go on there and list the job uh, for a fee that we want to deliver to someone, picked up and delivered there. Uh, so with each country, it'll depend uh, which provider we use to, uh, to, to make the delivery. So, so I've got a tip for you. Um, yep. You know, when you're pitching the idea, sometimes people use um, something like, hey, it's uh, it's like TaskRabbit, but for X, you know. So um, hmm. it, when you said that, it, it made much more sense. I suddenly got it. Um, yeah. You're doing a delivery like a delivery service like TaskRabbit in the US, but it's crowdsourced. Hmm. Yes. Oh, that's great. Thanks, Paul. I'll take that one. There was a um, podcast I had heard, oh, it's been about a year ago, with somebody that was basically building an app similar to yours, but this was uh, more, you know, they were trying to launch, you know, kind of a Craigslist type of app, and they were actually going out on uh, the different 
platforms, you know, mostly Craigslist at that time, but in uh, contacting sellers on there uh, to try to list on their product. I'm sure you guys have thought about that. Is that something that you've got on your roadmap? Uh, yes, uh, we we um, having chats with sellers on uh, Gumtree and Eva. I don't have much experience with Craigslist in Australia, so um, mm-hmm. I'll definitely check it out and see how it goes. Um, what we're mainly focusing for now is uh, sellers on Instagram because um, our app it's very um, picturesque, like. So most sellers who sell good stuff, they show off their stuff on Instagram and try to sell some of their stuff on Instagram. So I've been reaching out to them to um, to have them join our platform when we launch. Um, also, at the same time, those people, they don't have as much of a vested interest in, say, someone who already sells on eBay. Someone who already sells on eBay might have like 20,000 feedbacks and they've got all these ratings that they have it's it's hard to 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 ask them to come off their platform and come to yours but um i think we can we can we can pull it off yeah there's a new app in uh, the states that's gotten some traction lately called five miles and uh yeah. and uh, you've obviously heard of it and i've i've messed around with it a little bit because i i buy and sell on amazon and uh and uh, it, it has that locale, uh, you know, trying to, like you said, basically it's sorting by, hey, what's closest to you uh, type of product. Um, but it's it's definitely one to keep an eye on. Uh, Ralph, I've got an idea for you. Um, yeah. Okay. So uh, in, a, in a podcast episode with a guy called Chris Jones, he's a top uh, angel investor in the U.S., mm. Uh, I remember him saying, I've got a billion dollar idea. And he went through this idea about someone recreating Craigslist on an app. Uh, Mm. And I think this has elements of this. So what I was proposing to do is uh, I've got this new tool I've been playing around with called DeepGram. Now, it's Mm. able to search my audio and I can extract that comment that he made, send it Mm. to him saying, hey, remember you said this, Chris. By the way, I think I found the perfect app for you, and and he may take an interest. You never know. So uh, um, I was going to maybe introduce you to him with that audio clip. Oh, thanks, Paul. Yeah, I'm not I saying I'm you... not saying it will come to anything. He's a you know he's sometimes tough to get hold of, but uh, uh, he did say that to me, and I feel that this has elements of that one billion dollar idea that he uh, t- told me about. Oh, thank you. Yeah. No. Definitely appreciate that. And, and Rouse, when you become a billionaire, don't forget your friends on this Hangout. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll, I'll get us all a better software to use for uh, <laughs> for hanging out. Yeah, there you go. That'll be your next project. Any other yeah. questions for Rouse before we close this bit? No? Okay, great. Wonderful pitch. Really exciting um, going through that with you. And uh, I I, I understand what you're doing now much, much better. And so thank you, Rouse. Um, Thanks. uh, Okay. Um, So the, I think this is an open um, section now where we just um, shoot the breeze, go through what we've uh, added value to each other on. And um, uh, uh, yeah, does anyone have uh, any thoughts on what they've done over the week to add value or maybe some comments to people's uh, challenges in this week? 
Uh, I guess I can start. Darren, I've got some feedback for you. Yep. Um, yeah, so uh, I actually have used um, something called... Oh, um, okay. <laughs> it's just... I'm blanking. Let's Let me see if I could... Uh, I'm pretty sure I can remember this. Um, what was it called? Okay, so I used a video conferencing tool uh, for some of my launches. Uh, it was called Crowdcast.io. Crowdcast.io. Now, I, I haven't used it since they've started charging for it, but I was in the beta, and it was a, a very nice, slick integration with Google Hangout, but basically made it 10 times better and easier to use. And you could set up um, registration for webinars. Uh, you could get payment, uh, upfront payment if that's necessary. Uh, I thought it was really lovely. And you could search within the webinars for specific things. Uh, it's called Crowdcast.io. And I had the oh. founder on my show. And, and yeah, it was a lovely piece of software. It's definitely on my list because I'm, I'm going to try a few out. I mean, I was just going to say the, the other one I've got is uh, Uber Conference and that's one that might actually suit us doing the um, <clears throat> doing the call. Um, the okay. friend rec- a friend recommended that to us. Uh, I've got some experience with Uber Conference, and I have to say it wasn't great. Um, I okay, like right. I like the idea that you don't install any software at all. So anytime mm-hmm. like someone's coming on, they can just click and it, it loads in the browser. But the quality was pretty poor in the Uber Conference that I had uh, with the US. I'll, I'll try a couple of instances out. I mean, it could be that US call, but then again, uh, it could just be a waste of time, to be honest. But I'll, I'll give it a go and uh, see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, it was, I'll definitely try it was very, very easy. Uh, you just click a button and uh, you're instantly into the group call. So the reason I, I like this Crowdcast idea, and I've seen, I've seen a few that use uh, Hangouts underneath us, that people can use their Google Plus account and they've already got an account for it. Whereas if you use some another piece of software, then you're sort of losing that, that detail, aren't you? And perhaps even the ability to get in touch with them and associate them with their email addresses and things. So, yeah, I think there's, there's benefits to using Hangouts, but they're just so problematic. Yeah, I've got a, an interview with the founder called Say, Seder. So um, he, he chats about it quite a bit uh, and how people are using it. I'll put that into our group. That's cool. Um, I do have, I have I have something to say uh, to Jeffrey actually. Oh, so this is for webinars. You're you're talking about. Okay, I, I'll be quiet now. It's okay. Because uh, if you're talking about webinars, I would also check out bigmarker.com. What's that called? Sorry. Have you tried out bigmarker.com? No, I've not tried that one. No, I've not heard that one either. Bigmarker. Let me write it down. Yeah. I've been a, um, a listener um, in one of their webinars. Uh, it's more like a webinar network, um, and the experience was very good. But I haven't tried hosting a webinar myself. But have a look at it. It, uh, it could be useful. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, the experience I want, and it probably sounds obvious, but the experience I want is so that a user just comes on and can just see exactly what I'm doing. I don't want any sort of messing around or anything. And that's, that's really the requirement from my end. But I'm definitely going to try I'll try all these out anyway. The other option is 
Um, I don't know how you feel about it, but um, could be blessed. I don't know if I have to try that out. Black.com. It's sort of a social network in its own right. Um, I've got some feedback for Jeffrey. Uh, Jeffrey, I'm, I had a chat with uh, mm-hmm. for an episode. Uh, it's episode four four one, which is not yet out. But a guy called Bruno Levesque, and he's um, the co-founder of Presta Shop. Now, during the chat, he mentioned that Presta Shop are being used to create two hundred and fifty events. Uh, and then I heard the word events and remember you seeking to connect with people who may be able to get scheduled into events. Yeah. Do, do you want yes. me, does that sound like an interesting lead? And do you want me to introduce you to uh, Bruno? Has, has anyone yes, heard? Yes, I would really appreciate that. Has anyone heard of Presta Shop? It's an open source, um, and they have uh, 250,000 uh, retailers, I believe, um, sell- sellers. Uh, it's, it's a similar to, um, you know, uh, Squarespace uh, e-commerce platform or, um, uh, yeah, some of those other ones. Uh, Magnet- Magento, is it? Magento. <clears throat> Shopify. Any others? So I think I mentioned this before, but to Jeffrey, I, I, I'm not sure if I did say this before, but I'd really be trying to use push notifications as much as possible, and lo- local notifications to just get people into the app again. And uh, using like geofenced locations and things when people go near events, that'd be my, that'd be my real thing to get people to using the app. Um, um, I, I had a. Sorry. Yeah, you're Jeffrey, we might have to. Um, uh, we can't hear much of you now, I guess, so it's getting getting hard uh, um, to to hear you. I, the other, the only other thing is it, with these introductions, um, I I came across some software. I've been speaking to the guy who created um, uh, Entro.io, E N T R O.io. And I have to say that I'm actually really enjoying that as a method of introducing people. Um, it pulls in LinkedIn and Twitter and other information that it can find on the person. And it does um, this uh, double opt-in introduction. So uh, you know how when you introduce someone over email, you have to, um, first of all, ask, like, I may have to ask Bruno, hey, Bruno, are you open to meeting with Jeffrey? And if he says yes, then I go and send out the introduction. Well, it does that process really easily. And the one thing it does that none of us do with intros is it follows up in 14 days time and it looks like a real email. It's saying, hey, how did that introduction go? And it keeps you on top of these introductions you're making. And I'm finding it really actually quite good. Um, There's a free version and then a paid version. But um, I just thought I'd mention that. Should anyone be wanting to introduce people uh, like the way I do? It's intro.io and I'll put that in the group. Yeah, that sounds really useful, Paul, though. I like that. Yeah. 
It's not often that someone comes along and just solves the most immediate problem that you're having right there and then. And it was just so nice. Well, it's very a focused uh, solution too. You know, it's concentrating on one thing and doing it right. Yeah, there we go. Um, I did have a thought this week about one of my apps and uh, I thought I would share it. Um, So I have an app that's a fake uh, phone call app. And uh, it's the one that gets anywhere from 1,200 to 1,500 downloads a day and, uh, you know, makes a little bit of money, but certainly not what it potentially could if everything was working perfectly, I guess you could say. And uh, I've been looking for ways to, you know, spread the word on it uh, or just been thinking about that. And everybody, uh, a lot of what I'm seeing is, you know, what, because it's a, the target market for it is probably 15 years and under. <laughs> So mostly uh, teenagers and preteens. And, uh, you know, they don't really use Twitter that much. Um, they're more on Instagram and uh, Snapchat. So I had watched a, about an hour kind of instructional video on how Snapchat worked because it's kind of uh, lower, uh, you know, I'm a little out of the age group of the typical Snapchat user. And although personally I don't see any, you know, use for myself for Snapchat, it did kind of open my eyes to, um, I kind of had this epiphany like, Instead of having a follow me on Twitter in your app, uh, if it's more towards that market, you might have a follow me on uh, Snapchat, let's say, or Instagram, I guess. And um, you could kind of, I thought, well, maybe I could, because with my app, you can create your own fake caller. Like you can uh, put any image in it you want. You can record your voice or you could record, you know, something off of anything. So you could make any celebrity call you or whatever that you wanted and I thought I was just kind of throwing around in my head ideas about uh possibly having you know having a snapchat account getting some followers getting people to you know snap me what they're you know adding to the app and things like that and uh just just kind of thinking about that because sometimes you have to find your where your market lives to actually reach them and you know me just saying, hey, follow me on Twitter or something like that isn't where my market is. So those are just some thoughts I had. I'm, I'm not really necessarily looking for any feedback, I, but I'd, I'd definitely take it. But I was just kind of thinking about that this week. Yeah, yeah Chris, Snapchat is hot right now. Hot, hot, hot. Everyone's, yes. Yeah, it's really blowing up. So, And I could tell you something else as well. The, the, the kids, I'll call them. My kids, anyway. <laughs> they, use, they, use WhatsApp, they use WhatsApp, Instagram, yeah. Snapchat. And they, they don't use phones or Facebook. Twitter. Exactly. That's, that that's really is very focused on what they use. I mean, I I allow my daughter to have a Facebook account, and she doesn't use it. Yeah, and they're just not interested in it. I was listening to a podcast just yesterday about the evolution of customer service, and um, you know, uh, as we make apps, you know, customer service is a big part of what what we do. You know, I answer every email that somebody sends me um, in regards to my apps, and it just was all about. Uh, answering people and uh, how customer service is transferred from, you know, being in the private forum to public forum because when people want customer service now, they they hit you up on Twitter or they uh, send you a Facebook or if you have the Snapchat and all that, you know, that's where they're connecting with you on and that's where you have to learn to adjust and uh, talk to customers there because basically the, the gist of it was is – how much how important it is to reply to a um, to anything on social media negative or not, and how 
replying to that increases your chances of customer retention and that that customer will turn into somebody that will spread the word about your product or app or whatever. So it was just really some interesting stuff about how the evolution of customer service has really changed um, in the last, you know, 10 years of social media. Yeah, that's really interesting. Great. We've got towards the end of the session. Thanks. Sorry about the uh, challenges there, technical challenges. Um, this Skype seemed to be okay. Um, but I guess both Darren and I are looking for alternatives. <laughs> so, um, okay, well, let's wrap that up. That's uh, the Apreneur podcast, episode four in the bag. Uh, who was it that suggested titles? Uh, someone in um, the Slack suggested we come up with a title. Um, that's a lot of work, but um, does anyone have an idea of a title for this show? Uh, obviously not the one I mentioned earlier, but... <laughs> Something similar to that, yeah. Uh, okay, well, maybe we'll call it the Stumble Upon Stuff uh, show. How's that? Yeah. Um, cool. Okay. Thanks ever, ever so much, guys, and we'll try and get a few more people, recruits, um, into this um, to try and build the numbers back up. And, uh, um, yeah, okay. Thanks a lot, guys. See ya. Bye-bye. Thanks, Paul. Bye. Bye-bye.